What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Busy Sticks, the Geekiverse's all-gaming talk show. Amy Hennig gets another shot at Star Wars, and Modern Warfare is back, among other topics that we'll be discussing tonight. I'm Josiah Leroy, rocking the old-school Buffalo Sabres goat head from our friends over at 26 Shirts. John, my counterpart here. John Fick, he's got the blue and gold, so we're repping our boys over at the Buffalo Sabres. John, how are you doing tonight? You excited to talk some video games? I'm excited. I'm doing well. I cannot wait to see you because I love seeing you, but I, I want my shirt. <laughs> when we order from 26 <laughs> shirts, we always put in bulk orders just because we want to save on shipping. Who doesn't want to do that, right? So yeah. uh, so Josiah's got my shirt that he's wearing right now. Um, not you know, I've got my own in a packaging still. I hope I hope you're, I hope you're not wearing my shirt, uh, but I can't I can't wait to have have that because it's, it's such a cool design so funny thing is when i got the package it was um i was like leaving to go play hockey with tim and i it was dark i couldn't really see and i wanted to wear it so bad i put it on and for like 10 seconds i thought i was wearing your shirt <laughs> and then I, I was like how am i gonna explain this one to john <laughs> um i also have surf green 182 shirt in the chat so trevor uh can't wait to get this and, and see you again um and same with you john obviously but that's kind of why i think uh i like being the order guy for 26 years because i like hold these shirts hostage and then you all have to see me if you want the stuff hey so makes sense <laughs> it's a beautiful thing it's a good strategy yeah so obviously we love video games here at the geekiverse we're going to talk about that on busy sticks today whether you're tuning in live at twitch.tv slash the geekiverse watching rerun at youtube.com slash the geekiverse or listening on podcast services around the globe we are happy that you've joined us for this episode. We don't just love video games, though. We love many things at the Geekiverse, one of which is uh, beer. So what goes better when you're playing the newest video game or a game that you've sunk hundreds of hours into than when you've got a cold beverage right next to you? John, why don't we go to you first? What do you have on tap for tonight? I got a special one tonight. I got a really, really cool one. Um, oh, cool. So this is, this is from a uh, brewery called Foam Brewing. I got this can art. It is killer. I like it. So yeah. Foam is a very small brewery out of Vermont. Um, so they're in, I think, Burlington, Vermont. They they don't distribute. So getting this stuff in, in Western New York is kind of unheard of. Um, Aurora Brew Works in East Aurora, suburb of uh, of Western New York here. They they had like a little collaboration with them where they just got a ton of cans shipped in or maybe one of their guys ran out there and grabbed them. And they had four different beers um, and they went quickly. But I was lucky enough to grab a four pack of this one. I was actually at Foam Brewing. I, I, I accidentally showed up at this place. I didn't realize it was like a cool brewery. Didn't realize that they were even notable. Um, when I went to Vermont last no, October, November, we were staying in Burlington. And this brewery just happened to be like up the block from our hotel. And the first thing I'm looking for when I get to a new city is, is beer. And that was kind of the point of the trip anyways, is to find some cool breweries so we walked into foam brewing and this place was just absolutely buzzing like head to toe people everywhere and their beer was incredible and i shortly learned that they were you know just one of the best in town um so excited to have this uh in, in buffalo here and oh this one is called uh pop crimes pop crimes it's a it's an imperial ip i think they call it a triple which is dangerous okay. but <laughs> you know what that's good though that's usually got a good uh good mix with the flavor yeah that can art was awesome john everything that you were saying there sounds really interesting i have to give it a try super cool uh so i'm, I'm going back to one of our, our or at least one of my favorites uh it's a place um me john and, and tim and uh jt are going to visit very soon but sure enough it was next in the rotation got eli fish here so they are in batavia new york which is a, a suburb of buffalo albeit a little bit further away than usual but uh this one here i've got daylight which is kind of their rotating hazy ipa so as they describe it on the back we've got the ipa with uh cryo mosaic and new york mckinniac 
Mechanic? What are the two? McKinneyak, I think. Uh, hops. A rotating New England IPA based beer brewed with nearly equal parts barley, wheat, and oats. And uh, I gotta say, love me some hazy IPA. This is kind of a run of the mill. It doesn't do anything special, but it doesn't have to because Eli Fish is pretty consistent with, uh, we're talking pre show. Uh, most of their beers across the board, you're getting an IPA, you're getting a sour, you're going for uh, stout, all of the above. They do a really nice job. But so can't wait to get back there with you guys. But uh, cheers, my friend. Cheers, man. What Delish. glass is that? What <laughs> you got going on there? So, of course, a glass-to-mouth uh, beauty. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. We got Cosmo Kramer oh, here. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Got the, the little glare. Um, when he was wearing the Technicolor dream coat and got mistaken for a pimp. Yeah, yeah, good stuff there. Classic. <laughs> um, classic for sure. Show and tell. John, you're up this week. What, uh, what do we got going on? Yeah, so show and tell this week. Uh, this is one that I've just been waiting for. I knew that was going to be in my show and tell eventually just because it's something that's kind of near and dear to me. Uh, not really timely for any any reason. I'd be waiting a year, two, maybe three years if I were to wait for this to be timely. Um, but I've just been reorganizing the office and I just kind of set up the shelf behind me. I'm going to try to hide it without spoiling it because it's sitting there. Well, let's see if I can get it. Don't get in frame. Stay out of frame. Stay out of frame. Uh, you can kind of see. We'll see. <laughs> What do we got? What do we got? Here we've got we've got the best limited edition console of all time. Oh, Spider Man yeah. PlayStation Four Pro. Um, this has been sitting in a box for a while. I don't believe it works anymore. The last time I tried to fire it up, I had like a hard drive issue, and I'm like, I don't care enough to try to figure this out right now. The PlayStation Five is out. Like, I don't care. I put it back in the box and then I move, but I want it on the shelf, so I got a little stand for it, and that's where it sits. But Man, I love this freaking console. It yeah, is it's pretty. It is gorgeous. Yeah, man, you can't go wrong with that. I, uh, I think you're right. That is the best looking exclusive uh, or limited release console that I can recall. Um, there have been some good ones over the years, but that one just always sticks in my head. And to boot, the game is phenomenal. Right. Like I said, if I'm waiting until it's timely, it's you know, Spider Man Two is not going to be out for for quite a bit, depending on what so, Spider Man Two you talk about. <laughs> yeah, very true so many these days it's crazy um so bonus bonus show and tell i mean this is not really relevant to video games but um go for it got my buddy here oh no oh, oh my oh. you just broke the show how long has he I been just, sitting there the entire time you and i've been talking <laughs> oh my god how did you keep how did you keep a puppy from me oh get out of the, the way so oh oh i just heard a little grunt that's so this buddy is this is Buddy Leroy, Buddy Boy Leroy, as Lauren calls him. Um, yeah, we adopted him this week because we don't have enough going on in our in our lives. We're crazy. Yeah, no, he is amazing. Uh, it's nice. My other dog, Lindy's got a, a playmate now. Uh, Stop. He, he's it, rambunctious dude. in the in the middle of the night, but I, I swear he's nocturnal. So right now he's just got his head buried in my lap, and I'm podcasting. So life is good. That's that's how they are. That's cats, dogs. I mean, they, they sleep, they sleep, they sleep when they're puppies until it's nighttime, I guess. Put that puppy back in the frame. What are you doing? Let me see that puppy again. Oh, my God. Dude, that is that that dog is. I say this about my cat, Kelly. That dog is annoyingly cute. Like, I'm frustrated <laughs> at how cute that dog is. <laughs> Dude, he is. Oh, I love this guy so much. Ugh. Oh, there's the chin. So he's a he's a black lab uh, blue healer mix, which is kind of I, I don't know. I wouldn't like think to 
to to look for a dog like that, but adopted um, someone that we kind of got in contact with about a half hour that lived, ended up having a litter. And we were like, well, Lauren was like, we need to go get one. And I was like, we can't. And I was like, okay, damn it. Let's go. We're so um, yeah, here we go. Uh, Courtney in the chat, Lindy, my, my older dog, he will be seven in June. All right. So he's, he's not, old. He's, he's not a spring chicken either. Look, he's, he's leaning on me. Okay. There we go. That is, that is too much. We should just end the show. There's no, there's no, it's only downhill from here. We brought a puppy. <laughs> um, clarities with him and Lindy are, are, are awesome. Just, you know, we got him at a young age too. March 13th, by the way. So, so this guy is uh, pretty fresh. <laughs> pretty but, yeah, fresh. Pretty fresh. Yeah. We're, uh, we're enjoying life so far here in the, the first week in the Leroy household with all these kids. Goodness gracious. Uh, so after that, I don't know really how to follow up, but uh, <laughs> what uh, what is in your system, John? What what have you been playing these days? I feel like I myself am in a lull, but maybe you can bring us out of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in one of my all time lulls. Like this is the time of the year where I've just really have nothing that I'm playing other than one of my kind of yearly uh, you know repetitive titles, which is on the Switch this year. MLB the Show. Uh, I talked about that a little bit last week. It's so nice to have handheld. It really is. Like all of the trade offs are so worth it. I'm playing a lot. Like I think I'm further in my season on uh, MLB the Show than the Yankees are in real baseball, and they play every day. So that says something. Um, it's fun, you know. Like I said last week, nothing's changed yeah. there. Like it's the game's not perfect. It's, it's certainly not close to your console counterpart, but it's, it's just something nice to have in my lap and, and chip away at, and, and just you know play a couple innings here and there. I've probably you know spent two or three days on one game just because I lock it, you know, throw throw it to the side, pick it up, play an inning. But at that same token, I've probably played three or four games in one sitting sometimes too. So it's it's one of those things where it's like you know the play sessions are, are very variable. Um, just another example of a game that's like handheld is just such such a invaluable thing to have with so many of these games so thankful for the switch for sure but yeah that's about it i mean a little bit of Fortnite. i've, I've hopped into a few matches um but yeah nothing nothing really i, I want to find like I, I i do feel myself craving something like i want to hop into something like something like cinematic something like story rich substantial even even if i've played it before like i've been toying with uh committing to the uncharted re-releases the, the uncharted 4 and, and uh um legacy of these collection what's the other one called uh lost legacy that's the one i've been toying with uh committing to those and really playing them and you know and and diving into something meteor um or am i trying to find something new i'm not sure but soon i will get into something because even on the calendar there's not too much coming out that's really uh really gonna get tickle my fancy if you if you were uh joe you froze up you you hear me now you're back yes good time um yeah so i've is if you've listened to the geekiverse over the years, um, I have always beat the drum for hey, Rocksteady. What are you doing? Obviously, we finally got that answer. One of my probably the second most request I've had is give me NHL from EA Sports or hockey in some way, shape, or form on the Switch or handheld. Really, all the way back to the Vita, I was asking for this. So uh, happy to hear that you're enjoying baseball still, uh, John. Have, forgive me if you did say this or not, but. Um, have you played it docked? So like on the TV yet with the pro controller or anything like that? I have. Yeah, I've played a few innings of it like that. Um, it, 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 it looks a little bit better because you're, you play in, it, 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 you know, um, exports in 1080p rather than the 720p on the display. Um, but in some ways, like it, it looks a little bit worse than you want it to because it is a bigger, a bigger picture. And some of those textures aren't where you want. Um, so it's, you know, either way you slice it, the game is not what you're, you know, it's, it's not com- 
comparative to your console counterpart, especially nowadays. That you know, the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X are just such beasts. So you're not you're not going to come close on the Switch, but it is it is more than serviceable. Like if you like baseball and you only have a Switch, or like portability is super super important to you, like it is to me, like it's totally worth the sixty bucks. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Glad to glad to hear you're enjoying that. For me, uh, still playing through Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. I haven't played as much as I wanted to lately. I am in uh, just about the first or second level of Last Jedi, which is perfect timing because later on tonight we are talking The Last Jedi on Star Wars Reviewed, so stick around for that. Uh, but an unorthodox game that I kind of just was like in the mood for, and I plugged back into my Xbox Series X. It's an Xbox One game, but uh, Rocksmith 2014. So I got it maybe uh, a year and a half ago. Rock, Rocksmith. Not Rock Band. Rocksmith. What is Rocksmith? You're making so this Rocksmith, up. Rocksmith, I am not. I feel like this is a fever uh, dream where I'm like dreaming of us podcasting and you're trying to say yeah. Rock Band, but it's Rocksmith, but it's right in the dream. No. No. So this is real. Uh, it's from Ubisoft. And it is the one where you can actually plug your real life guitar or bass into the Xbox. That's a so, thing? This is a thing. And this game is not like a rock band or a guitar hero where it's supposed to be arcadey. It is where you learn guitar or bass. Like you, ah. there's it, now it's ringing a, ringing a bell. I've seen this. Okay. This, this isn't a dream. Okay. I'm away. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So there's, um, there's lessons to be had for every like possible scenario for guitar or bass. And then when there, there's learn a song mode where you basically it layers you in based on your skill level. So if I start really slow on a song and then I'm nailing everything, it will like increase the difficulty a little and it keeps going until like you play the whole song. So um, I've always you know enjoyed playing drums. I, I played piano for a long time, but never as much guitar and, and bass. So plugging that in, it's an incredible teacher. If you have any inkling or wanting to, to go and play music, Get this game. You can get it pretty cheap. It comes with the adapter. It's like a USB that goes right into your the front of your Xbox. You can get it on PlayStation. And it basically plugs right into your guitar. With uh, some of the song packs you can buy, you can buy the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix songs. They don't call uh, them that, but they group them together. That's cool. So I think it was something like Superhero Movie is what they call it. And you can... It's, it's pretty awesome. So they, they come in like three. Um, so I've, I've been learning those and having a good time doing it. That's sweet. Yeah, we yeah. don't get we don't get games like that anymore. I feel like there's no like, I mean, call it a gimmick. Obviously, like this seems like they're doing it well, but it's still a gimmick. But they, we don't get a lot of gimmick games like that anymore, like Guitar Lessons or even Guitar Hero or anything like that. I guess I guess Switch Sports is coming out tomorrow, but like these real life like novelty things like that. I feel like they, we experimented a lot more with this stuff in like the early to mid two thousands than we do now for sure. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um, I think the, the only people like even trying anymore Nintendo like they did. They did Labo, which was like interesting, and they did um, the uh, uh, Ring Fit Adventure. That was another one that was like you know they're using their Joy Cons in interesting ways, but nobody else like Xbox and PlayStation. They haven't they haven't tried anything since like the Connect and the Move. You played Ring Fit, right? You enjoyed that? Yeah, I did. I, I do want to get back to it. It's, it's honestly it's a pretty fun game. Even like you know it, it's a it's a hell of a workout, but it's the game's pretty fun too. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I'm all for the gimmicky games. Like, you know, obviously they it's got to make sense for for them to do it and to make money. But um, I was all about it back in the the rock band guitar hero days. Some of my most fun gaming memories were surrounding those. Oh yeah. So guitar, guitar hero two and three. All right. Were like the prime of that. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Those those that was the height of the popularity. Everyone was was jumping in then. Uh, question of the week. So last week we asked, uh, or last episode for Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which trilogy would you start with? Now this is a different question to me than how would you start watching these movies in, in a number different. of scenarios. Way different. Yes. So assuming you're where you're a Star Wars fan, you're buying this game, you're playing through. John, what do you start with? Uh, not only hypothetically, but I did start with the uh, the prequel trilogy. I started with episode one. I just, uh, I, I think, I almost think you can't go wrong whether or not you start with episode one or episode four. I think those are both great starting points to start this game. Uh, both really rich in lore, lots of different characters you can play with. Like those are those are two. They're both of them require a little bit less baggage than the the, the sequel trilogy does. I, that's that's how I would say that. Especially you know if you're going it for the first time, I definitely don't recommend going with the sequel trilogy until you've played these two. But um, yeah, I think I think I don't think you can go wrong with either. But the the prequels were where I, where I started. Yeah, I I did too, and I thought I was going to start with the original trilogy, but I just I was like, you know what, this is kind of the bookend. We've got the complete saga, if you will. Uh, it makes sense for me to to do that. So I'm all the way almost through, uh, or at least partially through episode eight. Um, Question of the week for this week. We'll, we'll post on social media, I promise. Uh, what do you want to see in Amy Hennig's Star Wars game? What does that mean? What kind of style? Is it is it a shooter? Is it an action game? Is it an open world RPG? You tell me. What era? Do you want to be a Jedi? Do you want to be a bounty hunter? Let's go. Let's talk about this. There's nothing off limits here. Can't wait to see what kind of news we get moving forward on it. But what a wonderful thing that Amy Hennig is back uh, in this role and having this opportunity. John, let's get to the news here. First up uh, today, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 confirmed. We've got the first logo revealed uh, right from IGN.com. After teasing an announcement late last week, Infinity Ward has revealed the first official logo for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 is a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare rather than a remake of 2009's original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Have I said Modern Warfare enough times yet? Besides the logo, new, no new details about the game were revealed. So uh, this was kind of smoking for a while. We felt like this was coming. Lots of rumors happening. Uh, lots going on with the Microsoft uh, and Activision stuff as well. Uh, back, back to 2019, though, I, I really enjoyed that game. I thought it was a really nice spiritual reboot of sorts. And um, I campaigned and enjoyed that very much. It is, it is gorgeous. It was some of the... You know, shooter typically not super special, and I don't think this one is either. But it plays plays fine. It's short. It's a nice uh, getaway for a few hours, and then of course, you know, you spend your hours and hours and hours in multiplayer. Uh, John, I don't believe you played the campaign you said, but you, you jumped into some of the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever play any of the Call of Duty campaigns. I just it, it, like like you said, there there's not too much that's special about them. I, it, to me, it's just it's point A to point B and shoot everything in between. And I just don't really care for that. Like the stories are never gripping enough. And I, I, I tried one. Actually, it might have been Modern Warfare that I tried recently. Like I got maybe three or four hours into, and I was like, it, it was all right. I was digging it, and then all of a sudden, I just fell off. Um, but yeah, I played plenty of the multiplayer. I, I, I mean, I, play, I buy Call of Duty every year. I, I always give it another chance. I, it's, it's always one of those games where I'm like, all right, it's something to do. Like, it, there's going to be new maps. There's going to be new modes. There's going to be some new mechanics. Like, it's, it's, it, I'm going to get sixty dollars of value out of this for sure. I'm going to play a handful of hours. Like, it's, a, it's just a pick up and play game that I like to have. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> 
this news, I I would have promised you that Modern Warfare 2 had already been officially revealed and like confirmed. I didn't even realize it wasn't confirmed yet. The the rumors and speculation were so in just the timetable that like this is their this is Infinity Wars year to you know to put out a Call of Duty game and they just did Modern Warfare. Like I thought it was obvious and the speculation was there. So I thought it was already confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt that way. But uh, nonetheless we do get that logo today and it's always nice. Uh, Modern Warfare obviously very popular as with every other Call of Duty entry. Vanguard is the first one I haven't played in close to a decade. I will at some point, you know, as, as this happens. And maybe that's something that, that uh, helps fill my, my void right now. My Lego Star Wars and Rocksmith. But uh, I, I think, you know, maybe that's something I'll do. Uh, I know my, my dad has played a, a fair bit of it. So oh, uh, nice. something I'll get to. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question for you. This is, a, this is a long time. This is a question of the millennia here. Not a question of the week. But... We're going to come back to this. We're going to circle back to this. By the year 2035, will there be more Modern Warfare 2s or Spider-Man 2s? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, at, we're, we're up there. but We already have three Spider-Man 2s in the books, and we've got a fourth one coming next year. <laughs> Possibly next year, whatever, whatever, whatever the Insomniac Spider-Man Two comes out. So we're, Spider-Man Two has quite the head start, but I think Modern Warfare Two might catch soon. I think we might get a few more Modern Warfare Two reboots. I'm gonna go with Modern Warfare because I think we've. I mean, this is not the end of Spider-Man, you know, in terms of Spider-Man Twos. Uh, it's just too profitable, but so is Call of Duty, and you know, it's it's Xbox. So eventually, they're they're gonna be the the masters at hand there uh, yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna go with modern warfare 2 i sure hope you're wrong i sure <laughs> hope we show. don't get more modern warfare 2s <laughs> we'll get we'll come back to it 2035 we'll, we'll we'll remember this one for sure yeah yeah i can't wait to see that um <laughs> uh, in other news uh overwatch 2 there's kind of a, a beta that's going on there john you've been able to catch some of the uh gameplay from that some live streams why did you talk through your impressions of what you've seen on that yeah so the overwatch 2 beta has been going on for the last couple of days uh, i didn't realize it was even, even dropping like i i totally forgot this game was like in development and coming out and all of a sudden the, the beta is out there i have not had my hands on it i didn't apply to play like i think it's pretty easy to get in right now i just haven't really had the interest um i've been watching people play though um uh, twitch.tv slash andy cortez our boy andy he's been playing a little bit of it um my number one takeaway is i cannot believe that they're calling this game overwatch 2 it is like it looks like the exact same game and they're even the same maps like for the beta they're not even new maps the the only two maps that i've seen people play are are just overwatch one maps um so it's it's just a very interesting approach um from the people who have played it the mechanics are definitely solid they they they've changed a lot of the balance with the heroes and stuff like that and that's really what those games are about but to call this Overwatch 2 is so weird. Like, and I know I know that when it launches, it's gonna have like a whole new like a, an actual campaign, a story mode and stuff like that too. I just think it's a very fuzzy, like murky way to market this game and to come out with a beta for Overwatch 2, which is just it's like the same engine. It's the same game. Like it, it's 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 it almost feels like it's running like in the same client engine. It's just got some different tweaks going on with it. So it's weird. Um, people seem to, you know, really dig the, you know, the, the improvements that have been made. Um, just a head scratcher for the naming for me. I will say I'm excited for Overwatch to get a refresh and to kind of get back in the limelight again. Because when Overwatch 1 dropped, I loved that game. Like, I was all over Overwatch when that game first came out. I probably played, like, dozens, if not hundreds of hours the first year Overwatch was out. And then things come out, you know... Changes are made, new heroes are introduced, and I kind of fall off, and I was behind, and I never went back to it. 
Um, but I'm excited for, to, to give this game a chance again and for it to be popular and like have some of my friends playing it and, and give it another chance. So regardless, I'm pumped that we're getting some more Overwatch because I, I am excited to play it. I'm not surprised that we got more Overwatch. I am a little bit surprised, maybe like you said, with how this is marketed and it, we're getting an Overwatch 2 because it doesn't feel like a sequel, kind of, uh, especially a game in this genre it's like it's, it's very interesting how do you differentiate it how do you, you know, move on without moving on because you don't want to take away what made the first so special i think yeah it, it almost seems like the the campaign the story mode is what overwatch 2 is and they're just like bundling in the multiplayer again but that's still gonna it's almost like this is a new season of four of not fortnite of overwatch multiplayer that's just bundled in with overwatch 2 which is the campaign that's kind of yeah that's, that's a good what, way to put it. It's kind of what sure. it feels like. Maybe they should have said that, not me, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's funny because we're talking about this and be like, oh, what, what are we doing with Overwatch? As we talked about yet another Call of Duty and another Call of Duty with the same name as a previous sequel. So it's it's funny how that all plays out, right? But, that, but that's but, a great example, though, because like the people people say that Call of Duty is the same game every year. They say that, right? But like to someone who's played most of these games, you can just throw up a screenshot and like we could probably figure out which Call of Duty it is, right? Like the maps, the, the, the style of the animations and stuff like that. The graphics get better. Like the Call of Duty is like, yes, the gameplay is similar. It's the same formula, but the games are different enough. Like they're they're definitely different games, right? But th- this is like in chat, Tim tells confirms that it's just an update to Overwatch. Like the, the Overwatch 2 beta is literally you just updating your existing Overwatch game to like get the new mechanics. Like it's it's pretty weird. Yeah, interesting times for sure. But uh, I'm sure this will will sell wonderfully, and uh, it seems like already it's off to a good start in terms of how it plays. Right. So good ahead there. The one thing that I think is going to be a, a positive, especially in like this 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 market and the you know this uh, this world we're in with games right now, where there's so much free to play stuff, is that I don't think you're going to have to like rebuy Overwatch to play the new Overwatch Two multiplayer. I think if you have Overwatch, you you just get the new multiplayer like you know for free, and if you want Overwatch Two campaign, you pay for that. Um, I think that's going to be. Once they get closer to to launch, they're going to market it that way. It's like, hey, you know, play over just like Halo, Halo, Halo Infinite. The the multiplayer is free, but you know, the campaign is you know cost you something, or you got to be subscribed to Game Pass. So, interested to see how it does, but I'm I'm excited to play it. Yeah, I think that all makes sense. Uh, then kind of get into the our headliner here today. Uh, Amy Hennig and, and Skydance, uh, they're creating a new Star Wars game. So what a what a welcome turn of events this is. Uh, there's always Star Wars news, right? We love Star Wars here at the Geekiverse. But when we heard Amy Hennig was getting this shot after Ra- Project Ragtag was canceled a few years ago, this this hits home a little bit. This is exciting. So now we got Amy working on a Marvel and a Star Wars game. That's insane. Uh, from StarWars.com just a few days ago. New Star Wars adventure is on the way from one of gaming's most acclaimed creators. Skydance New Media today announced a collaboration with Lucasfilm Games to develop and produce a narrative-driven action-adventure game featuring an original story in the Star Wars galaxy. Helming Skydance New Media is award-winning writer and director Amy Henning, a game industry legend whose credits include the blockbuster series Legacy of Kane, Jack and Daxter, and of course, Uncharted. I've often described how seeing Star Wars, excuse me, Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future in, indelibly. Wow, that, that really tripped me up. Uh, that is from Henning. So love to hear that she's been a lifelong fan here. And I'm sure it was not only disappointing that she didn't get to, uh, to do the last game that was rumored and, and kind of in early stages of development, but I think 
for her to have this opportunity to come back and, and do this, whatever this ends up being, is probably very close to home for her. So, John, uh, react to the news. I'm a huge Uncharted guy. Obviously, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Amy Hedding, great writer. What are we getting here? It's got to be some quality stuff. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I heard this news and I was just, I was, I was absolutely pumped. Like to, to, you know, when all of that stuff went down with EA and then, you know, closing down that studio, she was working on uh, Visceral Games, a Project Ragtag. They had canceled another game. Like, they, they, you know, it seemed like Star Wars was in a really, really rough space when it came to video games. And it, and it was, right? Like the, the release of Battle, Battlefront 2, like obviously very troubled. Say what you will about, you know, how they handled it after the fact, but that game was rough at launch. Um, it, it was a it was rough times for Star Wars games, and then all of a sudden we get Jedi Fallen Order, and then we get you know confirmation that Lucasfilm Games is going to be you know expanding and working with other partners. So um, to to get to get Amy Hedick back uh, behind a Star Wars game, not something I expected. Not that I wouldn't expect it to ever have happened, but th- we just got the announcement of this Marvel game she's working on, which we still don't know what it is. We don't know what character. I mean, there's speculation that it's like a Captain Marvel. Like people are having fun with that conversation, but. We know nothing about that game, and now we're getting the announcement that she's also working on a Star Wars game. Slightly worrying, like ten percent of me is like, "What's the balance there?" I'm kind of worried about this, but at the same time, it's like I love what she's done in the past, and I, and I know that she makes great games, and they're going to be narrative focused, which is you know what what we're both into. So I'm super super excited, but like, what's the balance there? Is she just like managing both at the same time? Is this one not starting until Marvel's done? Like, how's how's that going to work? I have to think that this i don't know if you hear buddy here he's squealing a little bit no. uh, <laughs> so Unfortunately not. i don't think uh this this game is, is close to to coming out much like uh, quantic dreams game and that's okay i'm willing to wait for it i i would have to think it's mostly a focus on marvel because she she seems in my head she'd she'd be the lead on on writing this once that is kind of once the ship is sailing a little bit on Marvel, maybe that's where she can step away a little bit and start focusing on the Star Wars game. That's all just my own speculation. I have no reason to believe any of that, really. That's just a guess. But um, when Project Ragtag was a thing with Henning, I was like, oh my gosh, she is going to bring fun to Star Wars. And then, like you said, we got Jedi Fallen Order and that reinvigorated everything. So can't wait to see what she does with this. They said action adventure, uh, an original story, but is it an original character? Oh, here, comes, here he comes. Oh, so, hey, buddy. I, I cannot wait to find out any more details on this. We've got a lot of good stuff uh, on the way in terms of, of Star Wars games. And for what it's worth, they're going to be spaced out a bit, it sounds like, right? Because it doesn't sound like anything's happening tomorrow. However, Jeff Grubb did say uh, Jedi Fallen Order's sequel is happening in 2023. So we don't have to wait that long. Plus, we got Lego Star Wars. Yeah. But, uh, John, is there anything you like? You want to see specifically? I mean, this is a fresh announcement. We don't know much about anything hit home that you 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 would say like, yeah, sign me up for this right now. Oh man. I don't even, it, honestly, just whatever story you want to tell me, just tell me. Like I, I, I'm really fascinated with the, the time between episodes, um, three and four right now. Like I, we're, we're hopping into Kenobi. Um, I just recently, uh, reread the Charles soul, Va- a couple of them, at least the issues of the Charles soul, uh, Vader run. Um, replayed a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order, not committing to any of this stuff, but at least dabbling a little bit. Um, so that, that time period is always like super, super interesting to me that, you know, right between three and four. So, you know, tell me another story there. Give me, give me another Jedi that's on the run. I'm in, but it, anything else I'm, I'm totally fine with. Give me a bounty hunter. Give me, give me whatever I'm in. 
It, I'm maybe, totally with you. Maybe it's time we get something in the sequel era. Like we haven't had anything like that, right? You maybe just we- read my mind for sure. I was going to say, I, I would love more between three and four. And we're doing that, whether that's Jedi Fallen Order or we've got uh, the Kenobi series coming up on Disney Plus. But I'm kind of itching to get into the era between six and seven. If not, even closer to to the time frame of seven, which is the Force Awakens. I, right. I would guess Disney wants to keep after episode nine kind of open, just in case, oh, what, yeah. whatever that looks like down the oh, road. Yeah. You know, you do a Disney Plus series, you do another trilogy or a few movies, etc. Like I, I think they want to keep that open. Uh, but that's fine. There's plenty of other Star Wars space to explore at this time in in terms of eras. You know, there, there are. That's the second time you've used the word space as a pun, but I don't think you've meant either of them. But I really like it. Um, I meant the second one, not the first one, though. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Uh, so recently in his, I think in, in some of his like media press tours for, uh, Moon Knight, Oscar, Oscar Isaac has gone on record saying that he never wants to return to Poe Dameron again. Like he is done with that character. They, I think they asked him like, if, if you were to get a, uh, a Disney plus offer, would you take it? And he goes, Nope, sure wouldn't. Like he was like very, very confidently not, not going to do it. Good way to, good way to explore more, more Poe in, in sort of live action could be with a video game. That would be fun. You know, get someone oh, else to play the yeah. character. Give me a Poe Dameron story, an origin. I know there's a comic out there about it. I didn't read it, but like, give me, give me, you know, Poe's early life with the, the resistance. That could be cool. Yeah, I would like that a lot. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, is it interesting how, you know, some of your big players like Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, uh, Oscar Isaac in this case, they're just like done with Star Wars. Like, yeah, man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for what happened with episode nine. Yeah, <laughs> just it, it, it seems like it know? seems like things were maybe a little frustrating for, you know, for a lot yeah. of reasons with those. But, but hey, we, we can it do whatever we sense. want. Me too. Me too. But we can do whatever we want with the power of video games. We can, you know, we, we can we can make a new Bo Dameron. We can have a fun game. So um, Tim tells in chat, I think a, a Star Wars taking place in a city would be awesome. That would be super cool, too. Like, I would love that. Um uh, wasn't Star Wars thirteen thirteen supposed to maybe have that vibe, right? Like it was supposed to be, uh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was going to be Coruscant bounty hunter stuff. Yeah, and um, you know that that's an easy trope to get into, and it's fine because it works. But um, I I really don't know what I want. But I just I'm happy enough with hearing action adventure because right. that that's how we described Jedi Fallen Order. It had the all these elements of all these we loved, right or. Um, or even to a small degree, some of the Soulsborne stuff with mechanics and to to an easier degree, right? From a <laughs> from a gameplay standpoint. But um can't wait to see what's on the horizon, man. Like exciting times to be there, a Star Wars gaming fan specifically. I, I just think that like the, the the possibilities are endless, especially seeing stuff like in in The Mandalorian season two and the Book of Boba Fett and seeing like what they were willing to do with CGI and with bringing back characters and reinvigorating old people, old, older characters. And it, I, I just think that anything's on the table uh, and like, Oh, they, they, they got a, they got a pretty good 3d model down for Luke Skywalker. Last time I checked, you know, give me, give me a, dude, a Luke Skywalker post Jedi. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sign me up tomorrow. Um, with, all the stuff that's going on, all the Disney plus series that are going to be coming to light. We've got also the, the high Republic stuff that really just starting to scratch the surface. It's just, um, it's great. And what a beautiful time with Obi-Wan Kenobi on the horizon here, less than a, a month away now. So, um, 
can't wait to find out more about it. And as soon as we do, of course, we'll be talking about any details that we get right here on Busy Sticks. Uh, John, it, it's all I had uh, for for this week. Where uh, where can people find you on social media? And, and John, I'm I'm not on TikTok, but I'm hearing some videos, some clips that I'm in are are getting some views. Things are things are popping off. First of all, you can find me uh, at Disruptoid on just about everything social media. Um, but yeah, TikTok has been fun. So follow us, uh, follow the Geekiverse on TikTok. It's just at the Geekiverse. We're speaking of Star Wars. That's that's our favorite shtick right now. We're doing uh, guess the Star Wars character. You've got 30 seconds to guess it. Yes or no questions only. Joe and I have posted maybe like 15 of those. I think we're on episode 15 right now. Um, every time Josiah gets it wrong, the video seems to go viral. So I just get, I just need to keep stumping you. Like the one that we just did that was like somebody somebody it was a recommendation from one of the comments. Someone said, uh, "Do FN, do Finn, but make sure he has to say FN FN two one eight seven. So that that in the controversy just sparks you know it just sparks comments and shares and stuff like that. So that one's up to like fifty thousand views right now because like half the people are arguing in there that I should have said kind of when you guessed Finn, but then I'm like, no, I didn't need that you know. It's it's fun. We're, we're we're having so much fun with it. So give us a follow. Give us some recommendations. We want to do Marvel ones too. We've done a few MCU. Uh, we want to have some other ideas that are similar to this, like the short form TikTok con- content. You know, trivia stuff. Like we did a we did one like what's our current game of the year? That one's uh, having, we're having fun with that too. So TikTok's been fun. Give us a follow. Yeah, we're I, I like I said I'm not on TikTok, but I'm having a blast with all the stuff John's doing. John is is a master when it comes to TikTok, so you definitely need to check it out. Whether it's uh, the Geekiverse or his his personal page there. Uh, so for me on on social media, you can find me at I am Brosia, talking a lot of hockey and uh, what a fun time it is, especially to be a Buffalo Sabres fan. Who would have thought? End of April, we're talking about the Buffalo Sabres. But if you like geeky content, if you like Star Wars, you want to check out. Later tonight, live, we are streaming Star Wars Reviewed, maybe the most polarizing Star Wars movie of all time, Episode 8, The Last Jedi. I'm going to convince everyone, or die trying, why I think The Last Jedi is a masterpiece. I said that, and I'm going to take a lot of hate for it. Spoilers as I have, for the show that we're about to record. I'm sorry, but uh, you're going to find out within the first 30 seconds how much I love that movie. So there's that. Uh, and if you're not able to tune in live tonight, you can watch it at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listen to it back on podcast services around the globe, wherever you listen to them. Any app will be there. So for John, I'm Josiah. I've got my friend Buddy here. We'll see you all soon. May the force be with you. Be with you. Be with you. Be with you. Be with you.